You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, hello again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It is Friday, April the 20th, and this is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us as per usual is Eric Sprott himself. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. Uh, we seem We feel like we're getting close here, man, but we've been waiting a long time. So, again, lots to chat about. Yeah, baby steps to begin with, that's for sure, Eric, and we might have taken a few baby steps this week, but it is always a good time to add to your stack. Everybody knows that. Dollar cost averaging is one of the most effective uh, investment uh, strategies anybody could follow, and so we encourage everybody to add to your stack when you can. The folks at Sprott Money have an exciting offer for those in Canada and the U.S. looking to do so. You can buy a one-ounce Canadian Maple Leaf gold coin for just $20 over spot, $19.95 to be exact. Limited quantities are available, so take advantage of this promotion by visiting SprottMoney.com or simply calling 888-861-0775. Again, that's a Canadian Maple Leaf gold coin, $19.95 over spot. Let's see. I've got thirteen forty-five for gold this morning. That that would make that coin about uh, thirteen sixty-four. Gold's unchanged for the week, but silver's up. Gosh, Eric, more than three percent. Have you had a good week? Uh, yeah, I've had a good week. <laughs> um, I'm a big silver owner, and of course, I'm a big donor of specific uh, gold stocks that all seem to have reacted well. And as you were pointing out, uh, in the last thirty days, the stocks are up about. 10% from their lows. So, yeah, it's been uh, been exciting. Uh, the fact that uh, silver looks like it wants to break out here and the fact we've had some uh, good moves in gold from time to time suggests that the interest is building here and that there's more focus on on what's going on in precious metals and, and in all commodities, for that matter, all physical commodities. We've had some good moves in nickel and lead and zinc and aluminum and it's been uh, there's quite a change going on, which I think uh, should augur well for the stocks and the uh, the metals. Do you think, Eric? You know, we've been talking about this possible short squeeze now for about two months as we've watched the large speculators in silver, at least via that COT report, uh, have built this massive record. Actually, historic in a sense, we've never seen it before. Uh, this large of a net short position uh, for the speculators, the managed money, the hedge funds, those guys. Uh, do you think we're beginning to see the start of that potential squeeze action? You know, it's so hard to tell. I mean, I would love it to happen as you would. Uh, but there's, I mean, there's so many weird things that go on in Comex. I mean, every day now, pretty well, uh, these exchange for physicals in both gold and silver are shipped over to London. And they would both equal, if not exceed, the amount of inventory that the Comex has right now, every day. Every day, there's more than 12 tons of gold goes over to London. Every day, there could be like 50 million uh, ounces of uh, silver go over to London. Theoretically, goes to London. How it, how it ever gets uh, resolved is is anybody's uh, guess. And then, of course, it's it's not just the short position, the net short position that ha- that is important. It's what if a long says to a guy who's short, "I'd like my silver." <laughs> I'd like my metal. We have one billion ounces of gross short position, over a billion, billion one ounces of short metal in silver. What if the long simply says, you know what? I can see that there's a bit of a tightness showing up here in these various metals. All the prices are flying. Maybe I'll take delivery 
Thank you very much. And of course, as we know, the uh, the the seller of the uh, silver and or gold doesn't have the metal. So yeah, there's a very distinct uh, possibility that this could erupt as people are getting more distressed about currencies and stocks and bonds. Uh, and, and we feel this interest coming into the precious metal. Maybe some people will figure it out. There's lots of guys, smart guys, that worry about the system crashing. Well, if your system's going to crash, you want to have gold and silver, physical. So it's, uh, it's all shaping up. You know, and we talk about a rising tide lifting all boats. You and I have discussed the commodity sector, uh, geez, at least every couple of weeks or so for about the last year and how maybe the undervalued sector of commodities, the undervalued sector of the mining shares might start getting some interest. You mentioned uh, just a few minutes ago the perk up in a lot of the base metals. That's been really rolling this week, too. You know, I wonder if, it, if maybe this isn't some potential asymmetric warfare, you know, places like things like palladium. There were Russia's provides yeah. 45% of the global palladium. What if they start to shut that off? Maybe that could start to impact yeah. things as well. Sure. The whole trade war thing. And, in fact, you know, maybe the Chinese decide, well, you know, we, we don't like these duties you're throwing us. We're just going to buy up all the physical products in the world. You know, yeah. <laughs> they're the ones with the money. They have real money. Well, actually, they don't have real money. They have U.S. dollars. But uh, they might choose to... to uh, to convert those U.S. dollars into real things. And, and, and between that and the various countries that, that are getting into trade wars, not just China or Russia either, it's lots of countries, where uh, someone who has a bit of a monopoly of one metal or another might decide, well, we're probably better off holding on to this stuff or restricting the sales. So, yeah, there's lots of things that seem to be happening uh, amongst real things in the world, and most of them are causing the prices to go up. We had an interesting week in the bond market, Eric. Uh, there was a lot of uh, building chatter about the inverting yield curve. In fact, the the spread between the two-year note and the 10-year note got down to just 42 basis points. One of the Fed governors, uh, Bullard out of St. Louis, went on CNN and, and pointed that out, said he's very concerned about the inverting yield curve. And lo and behold, magically, uh, within hours, a big sell-off began in the bond market that steepened the yield curve. Uh, are you watching yeah. the bond market as well for its impact and what it's oh, telling yeah. us? Oh, yeah. you got to watch the bond market here. When the 10-year when, when got up to around 3%, I mean, it was putting big, big pressure on the stock market. And we're back up to about 291 or so. I read a very interesting article that uh, there is some fund, I don't remember the name of the fund that the U.S. government had, where they had some superannuation funds invested in bonds. And they tapped that for about $119 billion in the last 30 days to buy bonds. And, uh, and it, it, had, it was going to stop on the 19th of April. And the, the suggestion was, well, you know, when, when the government stops buying these bonds or have this influence of 119 billion and instead you go to the fed selling bonds these rates could really start to rise again hmm. and we're seeing that i mean we were we were below 280 uh, probably a week and a half ago now we're in excess of 290 and uh, and the trend seems to be up in rates here and of course anytime you read anything about supply of bonds sizes of deficits other people, other countries not wanting to buy bonds or they might want to sell bonds like China. 
you keep wondering, well, how can rates continue to be here? All markets are a factor of supply and demand, and supply is exploding here. And if rates if at the short end keep going up, the, the deficit is just going to keep rising here. I mean, we have 21 trillion of debt. I mean, a 1% change is 210 billion of interest. So this, we, we could get into these, the catch 22 where the deficit going up causes rates to go up and rates go up and start causing the deficit to go up. And then you can just get into a horrible situation. So yeah, I watch the bond market very, very careful. Let's wrap up this week, Eric, about talking about the mining sector. Again, it's about the most undervalued sector in the all equity markets, it seems. But it's starting to perk up. You mentioned earlier that from a bottom about one month ago today, March 20th, the HUI index is up about 10%, 10% a month. That ain't bad. Uh, how do you feel about the shares here? Well, they're looking good. I mean, I, I've sort of been blessed that I've been involved in some uh, wonderful gold stocks and haven't had to experience quite the devastation that others have. Um, but I, I think you can feel the interest picking up here. I have people ask me, you know, well, what silver stocks do you like? And uh, things like that, where you can feel the interest is, is coming back into things. Uh, and I, I see it manifested even by the comments on chat lines and things like that. Uh, as an example, I can see the Australian play, the, the whole precipitation thesis where we have the Pilbara with uh, potentially uh, gold all over the place is really picking up the stocks down there. Not just Novo, but um, whether it's Artemis or DeGray or Kairos or a number of other pactin minerals, things like that. They're all kind of uh, generating some interest here. And uh, I think it's going to be very, very exciting that uh, – there are companies out there that are finding things. Uh, of course, I look every day at uh, the drill hole results to see if something tweaks my fancy. And uh, every day there's something out there you want to track down and just see if uh, somebody might might be on the trail for finding something quite significant that uh, will manifest itself in the stock going up a lot. So it's kind of it's becoming much more fun. There's lots of action. Stocks are moving fast here. Uh, so everyone should uh, should hold on there and keep their eyes open for opportunity. Yeah, and it would seem like you'd want to be ahead of the wave. Yeah, it has been uh, some fits and starts after a long way down from 2012 to 15. But gosh, if the money starts flowing into the sector, you're right. There's a limited amount of supply again, and that's going to make things move pretty quick, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and by the way, speaking of money flowing into the sector, I'm, I was reading an article this morning about how all the ATM machines in India have no cash in them. Oops. <laughs> and and uh, I think it's because there was some uh, there was some bank fraud there, and the people kind of raided the machines. And uh, now uh, some guy said he went up, uh, he traveled for 250 miles up some highway, went to what, something like 19 or 30 different ATM machines, and none of them had any money. And what I find interesting about that, and I'm just pointing out so people can monitor it, you know, the Indian population fancy gold. And if, if they realize that, you know, it's hard to get cash, but the minute they're going to get it, they're going to put it into gold here and maybe not put it back in the bank. Mm -hmm. Because the, you put it in the bank, but you can't get it out of the bank. And we've already seen problems with cash in the banking system in India. But uh, maybe this will uh, bring in a lot more buying. Here's what we need to do. We need to extend this next offer uh, to folks in India as well, because we mentioned the great deal 
that Sprout Money has on Canadian Maple Leaf gold coins, but they've also got one going, uh, Eric, on silver coins as well. Again, for Canadian and U.S. listeners, a one-ounce Canadian Maple Leaf silver coin, just two fifteen over spot. So that's a pretty good deal right there. You can call, again, 888-861-0775 or visit SproutMoney.com for more info. There are limited quantities on this, so take advantage of this. Over this weekend, I think would be an excellent idea. And, you know, if you're in India and the ATMs are empty, some silver coins might come in kind of handy, wouldn't you say? (laughs) Very handy. (laughs) Well, all right, my friend. Thank you again for your time. It's been an interesting week, and next week promises to be interesting as well. I look forward to talking to you then. Should be fun. Craig, all the best. And from everyone here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next Friday.